Listener Production. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to the number one daily sports news podcast in the country, The Scorecard. I'm Brett Thomas, and this is your fast, fun hit of sport for Thursday, September 21. Today, did the Magpie squad give away a selection surprise at training? Shots fired across the ditch. Can the Warriors get in the head of the Broncos whiz kid? Ben Simmons takes a dig at his former superstar teammates Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. And is a Harry Kane-Tottenham reunion on the cards? Let's rip in. The marquee matchup the AFL would love to see in the grand final is Collingwood against Carlton, two of the most storied rivals facing off in the last Saturday in September for the first time since 1981 when they were the biggest clubs in the land. On the flip side of that is Brisbane against GWS. While that would be a big vote of confidence in expansion, it wouldn't be that hard to get a ticket compared to the suffocating demand if the Pies and Blues win this weekend. While the Pies are favoured to withstand the orange tsunami in the Giants, the Blues are heavy underdogs, and so they should be, against the Brisbane side, who haven't lost at the Gabba this year, finished second, and don't have any weaknesses across the field. But being the favourites carries its own kind of pressure. Mitch Robinson played 100 games for both clubs, and he's urging the Lions to act like the Carlton side of the 80s and carry the expectation with a sense of arrogance. I think you got to buy into it. That's probably the first time that we've gone into the, like a prelim favourites and you got to kind of play that arrogant way, I think. I think they've got enough experience in this team now. They've played a lot of finals campaigns together. The team hasn't changed overly that much. So they know the system and they know what they've got to do. Mm. I think just come out and say, look, we deserve to be in the grand final. We're going to play like we bloody are a grand final team. As for the other prelim, Collingwood has confirmed one change. Superstar Nick Dacos is back from a knee fracture at the expense of injured veteran Taylor Adams. John Noble was the heartbreak story of the qualifying final, dropped after reeling off 83 games in a row. Track watchers spied the squad getting around the line-breaking defender yesterday in a sign he might be recalled. Defender Jeremy Howe isn't giving much away. I can confirm the first one, Nick for Tay Adams, like for like, as Tay would like to say. As for John, look, he put his hand up in terms of the way he attacked training in the last fortnight, so um, Mm. he's every chance. In the NRL prelims, Brisbane will be going off if the Lions get up and the Broncos end the Warriors' fairytale run. The Warriors have become everyone's second favourite team. They've fired some shots across the ditch, though, with Dylan Walker, their utility, calling Broncos star Reese Walsh a pretty boy ahead of their prelim final. He is, of course, a former teammate as early as last year. Walker's trying to get under the fullback skin as they try and find a way to stop Brisbane's whiz kid. He's a good player, man. He's, he's a live wire. He's a pretty boy. He's got everything going for him. <laughs> he's got a nice head of hair, so nice eyes too. <laughs> uh, now, I think there's the key. I think when you focus too much on one player, you can take your focus away throughout a whole game plan. In Friday night's prelim, the banged-up Panthers are two wins away from history, beat the Storm in the prelim, and then the grand final, and Penrith would be the first team in the NRL era to three-peat back-to-back-to-back premierships. Their lead-in has been less than ideal, though. There's serious doubt about whether star 5'8", Jerome Luai, is actually fit to play, named despite dislocating a shoulder just two weeks ago. And his halves partner, Nathan Cleary, was sent to hospital earlier this week, although the club later cleared him of a serious finger injury. Despite that cloud hanging over the mountain men, retired shark skipper Wade Graham told listeners footy talk they will still weather the storm. It's hard to go past the Penrith Panthers. They're so impressive with what they do. They, they're so consistent and that elite level that they play, they just suffocate oppositions. And again, they did it to the Warriors a few weeks ago. They've, they did it to Melbourne like less than a month ago. 
It's fair to say Ben Simmons has become the most maligned player in the NBA, a frequent target of ESPN's outspoken personality, Stephen A. Smith. Nobody is worse than Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons might also be the weakest, most pathetic excuse for a professional athlete we have ever seen in not just American history, but the history of sport. And Simmons, to be fair, hasn't done himself many favours. From an all-star in Philly to an outcast in Brooklyn, he's still at the Nets, probably because they couldn't find another team willing to trade for him. The Aussie basketballer played just 42 games last season as he battled form issues and a back injury Oh, and an unwillingness to shoot the ball. Back surgery means Simmons won't be on court until November, but when he does, he's declared he owes Nets fans after an underwhelming stint in their city so far. I'd say not being to do, do your job to your fullest. And I never have an excuse. I never try to say anything about, you know, different things going on. But, you know, I was dealing with an injury at the time, so I did what I could in the moment. And I owe it to everybody, the fans and everybody, to get back to where I need to be. Um, that's what I did this summer, uh, to get back. And he revealed he will be back playing point guard next season, not point forward or in the dunker spot trying to knock it in the way. He took a not-so-subtle dig at former All-Star teammates Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving when talking about what he's most excited for in returning to his most comfortable role. I think just playing with guys who are just easy to play with, um, that just have one goal, and that's the win. I don't think guys have too many... You know, individual goals. Um, I think the team's going to come first, and I think you know the culture that uh, Jacques Vaughn and, and Showmarks are building now has been incredible. Harry Kane is officially a Bayern Munich player. It was an uncertain 48 hours for Spurs fans as the club accepted the offer, but Kane took a little while to decide. But this morning, he posted this. Been an incredible welcome, he says, for me and my family in Munich in the last 24 hours. Buzzing to have signed for such a massive club with an incredible history. Can't wait to get started. Ange Postacoglu lost Tottenham's best player before a ball had been kicked in anger. The England captain jumping ship to German giant Bayern Munich for more than 160 million Aussie dollars in the biggest move of the EPL offseason. Spurs, under the Aussie manager, though, haven't looked back. The extra cash allowed him to sign players to suit Ange Ball, and they are the fairy tale story of the Premier League season so far, sitting second with four wins and a draw. Well, Spurs fans may not have seen the last of Kane in North London. The chairman of the club, Daniel Levy, dropped a bombshell at a fan forum, revealing there's a buyback clause. We can just pretend that this never happened. Levy didn't reveal how much the buyback would cost them. But come January, if Bayern's on the slide and Spurs are headed towards an unthinkable title, will the Spurs' record goalscorer seek a return home? And that's your fast, fun hit of sport. Hit subscribe so you don't miss the app each morning. Catch it tomorrow on The Scorecard. Listener.